0: just want to thank all the words that came forth, um, so encouraging, so edifying, so in tune with what the Lord is doing right now. And uh, the Lord is on the move. We need to be following Him, following close by. And sometimes it's like, we have no idea what He's doing, but He asks us to follow. And I remember that uh, one of the last conversations that the Lord had with you know the disciples before he left, and uh, Peter was just given that dissertation from the Lord about how he's gonna die. It's like when you were old, it's like you're gonna stretch out your hand and someone else is gonna get it for you. And you remember how many times Peter stretched his hand out to heal the sick, the raise of the dead? The dragon, the 153 fish. But at the end of his life, he's going to glorify God by being an old man and someone else helping him. And I don't think he really liked that too much because he said, Lord, what about him? You know, pointing to John. What about him? What about her? What about them? And their Savior is still the same. And he goes, what is that to you? You follow me. And we do. We need to keep our eyes on Him. And um, continue to be concerned with our own walk, but also, as we grow and mature, to bear one another's burdens in these dark times. It's both things. So, Father, I just want to pray today, right now, before we begin. Um, I have not wanted to preach on this. But Lord, I pray for a spirit, Lord, of just belief. Lord that unbelief would walk out the door. Lord, I pray against the spirit of ignorance. Lord, that we would know. We would know your will. And Lord, if there are if there are unconfessed sins in our life, things that we should not be doing. And whether we'd cast those things aside would so easily ensnare us. Because as a Christian, Lord, you said that we have a new nature. We have the nature of Jesus Christ. Not the old nature. But we still have to fight. We still have to contend. Lord, I pray for Your grace. Your grace to be upon the words that are spoken, Lord, that we would just hear what you have to say for us today, our daily bread. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, it's nice to see some long lost faces. John, I guess you've been storing up that for a long time. Where are you at, man? There you are. Um, Powerful. And um, I love the old saying, "Is like, you're as close to the Lord as you want to be. He would never put a limit on that. And when good old Peter's like, hey, call me out to you out on the water, he didn't rebuke him. He says, come, come on. Let's be that bold. Let's be filled with the Spirit. Let's do those things that our fathers and our mothers did before in the past. So we are beginning to wrap up, hopefully next week, with um, gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, today, I have been really <laughs> just kind of dodging this thing of uh, miracles and healing, because I struggle with this a lot. I'm going to let you know from the get-go. And it's not going to be a sad sermon, don't worry. Um, I believe, you know, as brothers and sisters, it's like you need to hear my heart and struggles on things. Um, There's just the longer sometimes I walk with the Lord, sometimes I just don't know. And I don't understand and I don't get it. But I know part of I can still hear the Lord's voice, just like he said to Peter, is like you follow me. Even when we don't understand, he's still the master. He still loves us. So the last of the two Healings and miracles. Of course, this is from 1 Corinthians 12. Just go there again. First Corinthians 12, starting with verse 9. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. I'm going to stop there. Um, we know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we know that starting point that He desires those to seek Him. Not just to seek Him, but he's like, He said He's a rewarder of those who seek Him. Um, he put that in there. I didn't. He desires that. And remember that it's just not just when we talk about the faith that opens the door, I believe, for these miracles and these healings to occur. Um, it's the gift of faith that comes from God Himself. That mustard seed of faith. It's all we need from Him. It's not a formula. It's not A plus B equals C. It's His sovereign will. And He does desire to heal. I know that. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, He does not. He has. Sometimes He does not. And I get angry when I hear people sometimes saying, because of the, well, you didn't have faith. That's why your your loved one didn't make it. Or they continue on in illness. God forbid. Paul himself, the greatest of all the apostles, (laughs) says in the word, three times he asked the Lord, take this, take this thorn in my side, whatever that was. Maybe he did need a healing there. And the Lord denied that request. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. He had to walk through that. He had to walk through that. That does not mean I don't believe in healing or miracles. I absolutely do believe. I hope you guys aren't (laughs) going to hang in with me, all right? The gift of faith is frequently, as we spoke last week, a spoken word. If you have faith, the faith of God, the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to be uprooted and cast into the sea. A lot of what was happening Friday night out at the gazebo, as wild and weird and we are a peculiar people out there dancing in the mud. What has that got to do with anything with the nonsense that's going on in our life? We are proclaiming the victory that he has already won. And people can look at us like, man, you guys are nuts. It's like, yeah, we're nuts about him. As this world system convulses and begins to teeter and totter, and eventually we're going to see that giant stone carved out by the hand of God crashing into this world system and demolish it completely. It is in convulsions right now. And they're wondering why God's people, some of them, are out celebrating And praying. We're going to be winning souls. I believe that. And the prodigal sons and daughters are going to be coming home. Some of your own. We've been praying a long time. Don't give up. So it's not faith in your faith. And it's not faith in faith, it's not faith in your talents or your gifts, but faith in God's faithfulness. He alone makes these decisions. I love Hebrews eleven six, and without faith it is impossible to please him. For the one who comes to God must believe that He is and that He exists and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. We'll turn to Acts 4, please. Acts 4. 429 This is the prayer of the apostles and the believers during his time when they were being threatened and it run to Facebook Now Lord look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word By stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled, as David said this morning, it's important to assemble together, it was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. And we do need... Times are refreshing. And I do believe that we are starting to get some of that. Friday we saw some of that. It was amazing. It was real. It was like, thank God we did not get electrocuted. I mean, it was like water everywhere and wires. I don't know how... I'm glad my brother Seth didn't see all that. I don't know. He probably would have just just collapsed. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, man. But it was... <clears throat> We do need refreshing. Uh, it might not be the sin in our life, but I mean the dust and the dirt and the grime that just we just walk through every day in our life gets on us. We need that washing with the Word. And it is so much better. I love my times in the morning with the Lord. I think those are such special times. It's even greater with us together, all of us together. It's, it just magnifies it. So don't forsake the assembling as much as is possible to you. And if you're sick and not feeling good, uh, it's on YouTube. You can watch it. still get to glean something from it. Let's turn to Acts 19.11. 1911, though God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Did Jesus do any of that when he was walking on earth? Did he have handkerchiefs that he gave out? Were the apostles that walked in their shadows touched people? Did Jesus do that? He said that we do greater things than him. There's some unusual things right here. Very unusual. And I just wanted kind of—I didn't want to add this, but I think it's important too. In verse 13, there were some of the Jewish exorcists who took it upon themselves. To call the name of the Lord over those who had evil spirits, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. That there were seven sons of Siva, a Jewish high priest, who did so. And then an evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I've heard of him. Who are you? the man in whom the evil spirit was stood up and leapt upon them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Fear fell on all those who heard this, and the Lord's name was magnified. When these things start happening, there's going to be imposters that are going to come alongside too. Even using the name of Jesus. So don't let that discourage you from the truth, though. Hmm. We can turn to Galatians three. Galatians three. Starting verse two. Paul speaking, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Verse 4, have you suffered so many things in vain and indeed it was it in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or a formula or by doing this or doing that? Or does he do it by the hearing of faith? And, of course, the rhetorical question is he does it by the hearing of faith. We need to be in his word. And when John came up and gave that word this morning, it was not to put any of you guys under any sort of condemnation at all. It was a great word. And you need to hear it because he does not change. The Lord does not change. I changeth not. (laughs) We are. We better be changing. And there are some things. You know, I felt like when I got up here and started praying, three things in my own spirit that got stirred up. One was unbelief. The other was ignorance. I can't remember the other one. That's okay. (laughs) Forgetful mind. (laughs) But it is important. We could be like that man whose poor, demon-possessed boy the apostles couldn't even heal him. Jesus gave the apostles a good rebuke. And that poor father says, like, I do believe. But he's like, help in my unbelief. We all have to contend with that. I'm sorry, we're not 100%. We have to contend with that. Especially when we have members in our own church who have gotten sick and remain sick. And have been in hospital. And have gone through surgery. And they've had to walk through it. And some of them are still walking through it. And it grinds on us. Yeah. Yeah. And I know sometimes in this life, the battle is a war of attrition. Who's going to last? It's a wrestling match. We wrestle not against what? There is an enemy. We've got to learn to fight. We've got to understand our authority as a believer The power that He has given us. But we've got to learn the basics too. We've got to learn that if we do have authority that we're under His authority. We're under His authority and we better learn to obey. The working of miracles comes through the hearing of faith. That was by... Brother Derek Prince. And I know he was a great man, um, beloved by many. But I know, when it, and he healed through his ministry many, many people. But I know he, one of the things that touched my heart so much was his second wife, uh, Ruth. Um, I know that she suffered through quite a few sicknesses that had her in the hospital a lot. And this is a man who could heal people. Through his ministry. Yet he had to watch his own beloved wife struggle through many, many sicknesses. How does that make sense sometimes? I think we do these things so we don't put our trust in ourselves. We put our trust in the Lord. And I remember one of the things that Ruth shared during her times of great sickness. She went to the Lord because she wanted to understand. It's like, Lord, I just want to know. I want to understand why. And He told her. Kind of a harsh word. Like, it's not for you to understand right now. I'm asking you to trust. And that right there, in some ways, is where the character starts getting built. The things that don't belong there start getting stripped away. The things that need to get put in start getting put in. Those are the things that last for all eternity. As much as I love all these things, these gifts, all these that are in here, when we finally step out of time into eternity, they're no longer needed. Love will remain. Hope will go away, though. We won't need it anymore. We can see now. Right? Faith. Bye-bye. One of the great pillars of our walk. We won't need it anymore. We'll grow in love. And then the new adventure will begin. But now, today, we have to contend. So, I want to be As shaky as I feel sometimes like Gideon. And the Lord said, look at you, oh valiant warrior. Gideon's like, I'm like the least. I'm the least in my family. And this tribe that we belong to. And he went on to explain to the Lord or the angel of the Lord that was there. It's like, what happened to all the miracles that we heard from our fathers? The great things that you did, the mighty works and miracles in Egypt, as you got our people out of there, and the Lord didn't answer him. He just said, "Simply go in the strength that I've given you. Go in the strength." And Gideon did. Is he accounted for in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews? Yeah. Some miracles are very strange. An unusual. Think about Jesus and the guy. He's like, "What do you want?" He says, I want my eyesight. He spits in the dust and makes mud out of it. Would you guys be offended to see something like that? And he smears it on his eyes. He says, "Go wash in the pool of Siloam." His sight was restored. That's unusual. You guys heard about Smith Wigglesworth punching people. Rolling babies with his foot across the stage just to get them healed. How offensive is that? Looks like he's out of his mind. Did they get healed? Yes. Yes. Don't worry, I'm not going to be doing it up here. Guys. I was like, that very pregnant pause from the audience. Like, oh, how do I make my way out of here to show these? I can't remember the name of that general. Was it ben Haden? I can't remember. It was during the time of, I believe, Elisha, when... There was a Syrian general and he had leprosy and he had his king send a letter (laughs) to the king of Israel saying, hey, go ahead and pray for him. They were enemies, Syria and Israel during this time. Syria was like a a thorn in Israel's side very much. He says, I'm going to send my uh, best general to you who's got leprosy. I want you to go ahead and pray for him. And uh, make sure he gets healed. Thank you. You know, King of Syria, and the King of Israel like, tore his robes. He's like, look at this guy's trying to pick a fight with me. What is he? What is he thinking here? And of course, Elisha says, "Listen, I'll handle this. Tell him to come to me." So that Syrian general comes with all his entourage, and before he even gets. To Elisha's house, he's met by his servant. And you guys remember the instructions that he gave him, right? Go to the Jordan River. Seven times, go dip yourself. And you'll be healed. And off he went. And this general was furious. Like, you've got to be kidding me. It's like, aren't there better rivers up in Syria? Cleaner? You guys been to the Jordan River? Muck. Literal muck on the bottom of it. It's a nasty little river. I can't believe this. I thought he was just going to come out here and just wave his hand over me and just say, hey, You're healed. Does that sound like a lot of us today? And so, fortunately he had a wise servant. It's like, Father, listen. If he had told you to do something else extraordinary, would you have done it? Like, how much more than go to the Jordan and go dip yourself? And that word broke through, that unbelief or his preconceptions. And he went, dipped himself seven times, and he had flesh like a new baby. All the leprosy was gone. God's going to be stretching us in our faith when it comes to things like this. That was a word that Sarah had given a wild ball. The shifting of our minds. We can't lean on our own understanding. That's why it's so important to know His Word and how rich and deep it is. How many different situations where the Lord did move. In unusual ways. When you think about them, we're kind of wrapping this up. We're going to have a time of ministry at the end. The children of Israel, as they were in the desert wandering for forty years, every single day they received bread, miraculous bread from heaven. And it said that their feet didn't swell. Clothes didn't wear out. Are those not signs and wonders? Hill or fire at night. Cloud by day. His presence. But most of them, it didn't change them. Even though they saw miracles and signs and wonders, it didn't change them. Change some. It's got to be mixed together with faith. It does. Our faith in Him. And we saw that in Jesus' time too. He healed a lot of people. Many, many, many. And how many of them later on were shouting, Crucify Him? <laughs> Signs and wonders are important, healing is important as part of our heritage as His children. One last thing I want to talk about with healing. That One of the first scriptures I believe that the Lord read this is in Isaiah. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, starting with verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And I'm going to stop there just like Jesus stopped. Part of our mandate as a church and as believers is one, I believe, to have our own hearts healed. He says he's going to take away the heart of stone and give us one of flesh. Your heart of flesh can get hurt, though. And I believe part of our mandate is Our hearts need to be healed before we can start healing others. Some of that might be in the form of depression. This is what Jesus spoke and what he preached, I believe, at his first sermon right here. Proclaim liberty to the captives. We're up there dancing, people in the back lifting up prayers. That's proclaiming the liberty to the captives. the opening of the prison to those who are bound. We need to be saving souls. Salvation belongs to our God. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. So, I do struggle. You guys heard some of my concerns, my heart. And it may be wrong on some of these things. You should always go back to God's Word The search for yourselves. I'm completely fallible. But I will hold on. And I'm going to keep believing that God does heal. And that He is a miracle-working God. I'm not going to give up. By His grace, I'm not going to. Neither are you guys we've got to hold each other up during these times. There's a lot of unbelief. Thank God He lives in us. So, there's something I want to share with you in a little bit, Mr. Wright. Get ready to go ahead and share that and turn off the lights, one of you guys in the back. Um, just to give a little background, some of you guys, many, maybe a lot of you guys have heard this before. Um, of this man who had uh, an issue he needed he needed healing but I want you guys to listen to it and I'm going to talk a little bit about it afterwards uh, if you can go ahead and play that now so when the psalmist writes
1: and he heals all of my diseases let me say to you that I believe God still heals that hasn't ended that is not over now you have to be careful on how you do this Because there are folks who carry things to an excess and it becomes a show. And God has never intended that that be what it is. God heals in His sovereign will. I don't know why God does things that He does. But I know that He does. And the only thing He requires of me is to allow Him to be God and me to be me and let it be. To say that... Every single person will always be healed because Jesus died on the cross is a misinterpretation of scripture. Not true. Won't work. Isaiah 53 doesn't talk about physical healing. I'm sorry. That's just not the context. And to impress that there causes a misinterpretation of scripture. That's wrong. On the other hand, to say that, since we don't have anything after the book of Acts, that miracles ended at the book of Acts and they never happen again, is equally as wrong. Because you have put God in a box both ways. And he doesn't want to be in the box. So, the psalmist says, I'm excited. Bless the Lord, O my soul. One of his benefits is he heals all of my diseases. And in verse 4 he says, and he redeems my life from the pit. Now, I like that verse just a whole lot. I have had and you have had in times past pit experiences. We've both had, we've all had times when our life seemed to be in a pit, in a grave. And we didn't have an answer for the pit we find ourselves in. I don't understand this right now. I'm overwhelmed. At the moment. I'm not quite sure what to say or do. Hi, <laughs> am uh, <laughs> Sounds funny to say I lost for words. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I <laughs> He redeems my life from the pit. <laughs> And crowns me with love and compassion. He satisfies my desires with good things. So that my youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. The Lord is slow to anger. The Lord is abounding in love. The Lord will not accuse, nor will he harbor His anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, that's mercy. Or repay us according to our iniquities, that's mercy. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us.
0: There's a backstory to that. Um, the man had a virus attack his larynx. And for like three years, he, was, he felt like there was like a hand on his throat. Not quite choking him, but it was just extremely painful to speak. Um, he was a pastor, and he, couldn't, he just couldn't do it anymore. He just did not. It, just, it was too painful. He went to a multitude of physicians. And they all gave him the same runaround. as like, we're sorry, there's nothing that can be done for you. And um, two days, he said, before he was, he went back to the church, and they just loved him so much, they wanted him to teach a Sunday school class. And this was in uh, 1993, I believe. And they gave him like this wire set that some country singer had like donated to their church so he could speak through it and they could understand him uh, for the most part. And he said he had gotten to the point two days before that he was so despondent over his condition he was getting ready to commit suicide. Uh, he said he had the 12-gauge ready. And he says, I don't know how or why I stopped. I don't know. But he did. And That Sunday, this is what happened at a Baptist church. I think it was down in Texas, I believe. But I mean, he was healed right there on the spot. You guys heard that. Let that increase your faith, let it give hope. He still does these things, he still does. I think before we bring up the ministry team, I want to give a couple instructions. We're going to be praying today for people. Um, For any type of healing, anything that you need, it's important. It's important we don't let these words just fall to the ground. Or it might be nice for that guy, but not me. Let this man's faith and what he experienced encourage you. He was in the pit. Some of you guys are clawing your way out of the pit. Let your brothers and sisters help you. So, before we do that, is there anyone who wants to give a testimony about them praying for someone and them getting healed?